Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Title IX Podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. The entire Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and possible thanks to our friends at the Wild Rose Casino and Resort. Hey, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. This is episode 92. She's Elisa Woods. I'm Steph Copley. If you don't know us by now, where the hell have you been? (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Also welcome. (laughs) Also welcome. We uh, need to give our friends at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State a shout out because they sponsor this pod week in and week out. And we're so grateful that for them. I mentioned this before, but they have a very fun Twitter feed for a school of business. Okay. And I saw this past week, they had a tweet about... Um, it was a t- It was intended for students. It says, do you have a business idea or business that you're working on? On February 15th, the College by College pitch off is back and here to help secure funding to push your business idea to the next level. It's like Shark Tank for college. I love it. So that sounds super fun. It does sound super fun. It actually made me think of you. And, you know, if if college you would have been interested in a <laughs> small bakery back then and you could yeah. pitch it. But if that's you, if you're listening, if you're an Iowa State student, whether you're an Ivy um, student or not, check that out. I think it's what a cool idea. Yeah. Hmm, so I, I think we've should, done it before. I think they have. Um, I'd be and curious I'm not, to hear what, like, one from it. And if it ever took off. I always, yeah. I'm always curious about that in the Shark Tank shows. Occasionally yeah. you'll see the products in the stores, but not yeah. often. Yeah, it's interesting. The well, I feel potty. like we should... The what? Squatty potty. Squatty potty. I don't know. You don't one. know about the squatty potty? No. It's literally just like a little, um, a little like bench that you put your feet on while you're pooping and it puts your like butthole in just the right... Um, angle? Angle to like poop wow without without like stressing out didn't know didn't know two minutes and 10 seconds into this alisa was going to be talking about buttholes gosh 
special, Lisa. Take it easy. <laughs> Even your enunciation made me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will call them batoles. Now. Thank you. That's much better. It's way less offensive. <laughs> okay, you keep tra- you keep interrupting me when I'm trying sorry, to give sorry. the big news of the podcast, which <gasps> is NASCAR is back, baby. Oh well, I wish I would have interrupted you again. <laughs> They had their first exhibition race, their only exhibition race on Sunday. And then the Mm. Daytona 500 comes around the corner in two weeks. What makes it an exhibition? It doesn't count. They're not racing it against their own conference or what? (laughs) It's the non-con of the NASCAR season. It doesn't count for points. So the playoffs and championship are based on points. And this this doesn't have any point implications. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just kind of, you know. Yeah, I saw that you want to be the one that says, Drivers! Gentlemen, start your your engine! engine. I feel like you could do it. I would, but I wouldn't say gentlemen. I'd say drivers, because there could be a lady driver. Gentle ladies. (laughs) Madams. (laughs) Okay, but seriously, the big news of the week is that it's Super Bowl week. And as we've done in years past, Elisa, I'm going to sprinkle some Super Bowl trivia throughout the episode. Okay. Are you ready? I am. And I've been watching. There's this guy on um, Instagram that I've been watching who um, he like quizzes people on the street about sports knowledge. And oof, the he had like four women on the other day that didn't even know who Jimmy Garoppolo was. And I was like, y'all. But That's they interesting. Knew, they, I don't know if I think they did know who Brock Purdy was. Where were they from? I'm not really sure. Jimmy Garoppolo is a decent looking quarterback too. So <laughs> right. I feel like if they were going to know anyone, right. it might be one that, and I'm stereotyping, but if right. someone doesn't know anything about sports, usually they know the, you know, I like know. the ones they who knew are... Joe Burrow. So I wonder if, hmm, I wonder if they're in Louisiana or something. Interesting. All right. Well, now it's my turn to do this to you. Okay. First trivia question of the pod. How much does the Lombardi trophy weigh? way oh okay well i'm thinking about tom brady chucking it to gronk (laughs) one of my favorite yeah moments and i'm like trying to calculate the trajection and the The trajection yeah trajectory (laughs) yeah and the trajection and the gradient of the drop and square that uh-huh. And I think Multiply around it times the yeah exponential. I'm gonna say 64, 64 pounds. You're slightly off. I'm gonna say thirty two pounds. Seven pounds. What? Which made the toss way less impressive. I know. I know. What? I know. That's okay. what it's. Like. I checked this on a couple of different websites too. But. What? I know. Okay. Okay. But it's not okay. encrusted in, you know, like diamonds, like that silly bowl Seven game trophy pounds? that was worth like $40 million. Seven pounds. What is it made out of? Tin foil? <laughs> it's made out of plastic. The damn thing's made out of plastic. It's styrofoam. They've sprayed... it's, like a, it's like the cakes. It's like the wedding cakes that aren't oh actually gosh. cake. They're just styrofoam. Maybe it's fondant. 
I'm going to weigh my next cake because I think my cakes weigh more than some. I'm <laughs> certain they do. I've carried those cakes. I know. They're heavy. Yeah. So there you go. It blew your mind. Oh, my gosh. That did blow my mind. I know. It blew mine, too. It really did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. All right. Well, that's it for the pod today. All right. Go state. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about something that neither of us want to talk about. Actually, oh, before we Iowa. do that, <laughs> it's gonna okay, be one of those ahead. nights, huh? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Before go we ahead. talk about the thing we don't want to talk about, I do want to talk about one little shining star. Her name is Audi Crooks. Have you heard of her? Ugh. She had she quite lo- the night she, on Friday. She lost her like thirty. She had like f- like maybe it was like fifty-seven thousand followers oh, on twitter that. and she lost her account yeah but i think that she she got the account back but doesn't have the followers anymore because i think that they gave her at least the name back well she's gonna her that, that follow count's gonna boost right up when she becomes a cyclone friday she had 50 points she shot 76 percent from the field and she sang the national anthem right right for the I forgot that little fact that just little, I want to hear her sing. And you know what? It was like this. We oftentimes, I think, you know, you put these athletes on this pedestal in our minds. And I started thinking like, I was a high school kid who sang the national anthem. And I remember when I was a kid, like she's still a kid. Yeah. I told you. I'm sorry. What? I told you when you I did the Robert told me stop a second. Let me tell you this. When I told you when I did the Robert Goulet, I told you I made all state choir twice. I'm a I used to be a good singer. And then I started doing Robert Goulet and ruined my voice. <laughs> I ruined your voice. And the rest is history. <laughs> it's title nine lore. Steph, yeah. how do we get you to sing it? Sing it's it not, at a women's game. Maybe. No. No, 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 no. Oh. Like, not that good of a singer. Okay. I sang in choirs. Like, Let me pull a few strings. I'm not, I don't sing anymore unless I I'm will, impersonating I will, Robert. I'll sing as Robert Goulet. No, I'll, I will be there at the game. My point and in all of this is she's still a high school kid, but she's yeah. putting up 50 burgers. Like, oh I just, gosh. it's hard for me to put this, like, beast of an athlete in the same category as a high school you know what i mean like it's it was just one of those oh my god she's still a kid moments and i'm pumped i'm so pumped for her and what her future holds i'm very excited for her to come she liked one of my tweets so well i've made it besties (laughs) i've made it Okay, let's talk about the Iowa State women. This is the piece yeah. we neither of us wanted to talk about. They're yeah. in a little bit of a skid right now. They lost at K-State last week and then Baylor at home. And mm-hmm. Lisa, I'm going to be honest with you. I am a little concerned. And if you've been listening to the last few episodes of the pod, you've heard our concern growing. It really started pre-Stephanie Suarez getting injured. Just we, we didn't feel like things were quite clicking, but that was understandable. She's a brand new piece of a very important piece of this puzzle but then she gets hurt and you know what you have to reconfigure everything so i think you and i gave them some a grace period i would say to kind of get things in check and reconfigure the offense and to be honest with you nothing has really changed since she went out and the words that come to my mind when i think of the offense right now are stagnant and stale 
Yep. And if you know us, you know we love this program. So it legitimately hurts me to be critical of them or the staff. Like it hurts. But if the men were struggling like this on offense and doing what the women are doing, I'd be pissed and I'd be critical. And so I think the fair thing to do is to, to be critical. Yeah. And I just don't know what's going on. I think that like the, one of the more glaring things that I saw in the Baylor game was that Nye was having a night and then all of a a sudden, and then all of a sudden, she's not getting any plays. Yeah. And it's like, I told you this the other day, like I was looking at like Iowa's box score and how Caitlin scores a bajillion points. <laughs> and then maybe one other person scores in double digits. And then everyone else is like three or four. So it's like that, that extent is not like sustainable even for her, like she can't win every game by herself. Like they it's, there needs to be some like sharing a little bit. And then I look at ours and like Ashley will be in the twenties, but it's like, or thirties or, and then everyone else is kind of like 12 or 13. And, and I was like kind of proud of that. And then I watched that Baylor game and I was like, do we share the ball like to our detriment instead of like, like leaning on that hot hand. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, Ashley tries to win these games by herself when it's like Nye could have helped you win that game. Yep. You have to look for her. And yeah. I think that like I I don't know Ashley's like assist stats, but I would love to see them double. You know what I mean? Like I just don't think that she I, I think that her first her first instinct is score. Yes. Which is fine. But I think that's like her first, second, and third instinct. She had, and I looked at her assist. She's averaging 1.9 assists per game. So triple. now she's not a guard. So we right. got to give her, however, the offense goes through her essentially every play. And a lot of times, what happens, particularly when we're down or when we get in a bind, what happens is the ball comes to her down in the post and she forces something up. To give her credit, she makes a lot of circus shots, things that go in where I'm like, how did she possibly do that? But a lot of times she gets stuffed or knocked to the floor. And you're right. When you have a hot hand, like Nye or maybe a, you know, Danae or maybe a different game, it's Emily, whoever it might be, that's gotta be the play. Right. And it feels like Ashley was getting that call early on when she falls to the floor, but it it almost feels like these refs are saying like, Oh, she's flopping when it's like some, like she's not necessarily flopping to flop. It's just like, she just doesn't get her feet back under her after she goes up. Yeah. She goes down a lot. She goes down a lot. And she like, there's physical play down there in the post and she has the ball a lot. And so it makes sense. And she's often outsized down low. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, and I think like her best, her best play isn't necessarily the posting up. I agree. Starting from, you know, the top of the key, it's the starting from, you know, the high post, something like that, like moving off a screen. And we've seen her, her three point shot has developed significantly since last year. And it, I wish, I wish we could use her in a different way. 
Yeah. And I, it feels like our half court offense is stuck. There's a yeah. lot of Emily Ryan dribbling around a lot. Yeah. It looks outdated. I'm, you know, the way she, um, and she's being coached to do this. I think the way she backs, she dribbles kind of like yeah. backwards, like butt first yeah. into the defense. That's stuff that, man, we were doing it in high school. Right. And I think that's stuff that worked before really high level guard play, but the game yeah. has evolved in the last 10, 15 years. And you have guards yeah. like Emily Ryan and Lexi Donarski who are way more skilled than that. And this dribbling and stopping and then just kind of standing around, it's not working. And yeah. it might work when we're shooting lights out from three, but we're not. We yeah. went eight of 22 against K-State, four of 12 against Baylor. We're shooting 32% on the season, which isn't horrific, but when you're living and dying on that, that's not going to do it. Right. And it's like when Ashley gets that ball down low and it sucks in that defense and yeah. she puts it on the ground. Yeah. Like there's just hands down there. Yeah. But it's like, and it's not, it's not the person who's guarding you's hands. It's someone else's hands. And that, that somebody else needs to move and needs right. to move to a different location and, and be open for that in and out pass. Yeah. And that's just not happening. And that's how, like, that's how you spread the floor a little bit. You do that in and out pass a couple times. And then all of a sudden those guards who are guarding our guards, um, don't want to come down and, and guard Ashley because it's like, well, I'd rather give up the two to Ashley than the three to Lexi, you know? So I like you have to spread out the floor a little bit. There has to be more passing, less dribbling, less dribbling and more off the ball movement. There is. I mean, if you watch the our half court offense, they are it's standing. I'm not exaggerating. We have perimeter players standing um, when when they're not with the ball in their hands. And it's just it's stagnant. And there was a. There was a play during the uh, the men's game against Kansas that's kind of going on around on Twitter where there was this insane ball movement. It was fast. And I just kept thinking if we could do it doesn't even need to be that complicated. Just right. you got to get some movement going. Right. I think just like in the in the post in like low block, there's no reason to bounce the ball more than twice at all and like because you're not going anywhere if you're bouncing the ball if you're dribbling and you're not moving anywhere what like what are you doing except setting yourself up for a turnover right right and you know we don't have a true a true big that was the downfall last year obviously that's the downfall this year yeah and you get Ashley down there you get Nye down there less so this year you get Morgan Morgan Kane down there I don't know where Izzy is I I don't know she hasn't played in two games but yeah and I get it, but she's at least a, a place. She's a decoy for a little bit. Like, yeah. she's just, it's just a uh, yeah. game where she had a lot of points. She was, she kind of just started like throwing. This is how I played. You just start like throwing hook shots up. Yeah. It's just like throwing it up and hoping it goes in. And she got lucky and a lot of them went in, but like she needs to work on her square up, turn around. Footwork. Yeah. Like, yeah even even that like in and out but she's not looking she's looking at the ground you know at the basket you have to in the post you have to be able to see the floor and i think that that's where like everyone is so thirsty for that steal down there that's why and we're so good at three-pointers 
Yeah, but that's my thing is I don't know that we are. I don't know that we are. And I and if we're gonna continue this, if that's gonna be our offense, this in and out, which maybe that's the best we can do, then we have to start shooting threes better. Right. Or if we're gonna continue to shoot at a decent clip, we also have to figure out a way to get some movement so you can steal an easy bucket here and there. Yeah. Because that's right now it's it's three pointers. And I, I mean it's it's okay some nights it's not gonna be okay every night and right. i don't know i just think there's a way we have enough talent on this team that we shouldn't have to rely on actually forcing stuff down low or shooting threes after we dribble the shot clock down to 10 seconds there's yeah. something in the middle there there is i just and you know like clearly coach Fennelly is a <laughs> he's he's a legend at iowa state but the offense of years past doesn't quite fit this squad for whatever reason. Right. I think stagnant is a good word Mm -hmm. because it's like, we have the talent for sure. Like we have the attitude. We, uh, I don't even know if we have the attitude though. There's no alpha, but I think that it's there. I think that like, is it just waiting to be broken? I would like to see Danae. Get Same there at here. some point, but that's oh, going to take for Danae to step up and be that person is going to take some people leaving. You're probably which is right going to happen in the next two years. It's interesting, Lisa. That's a great point because we've seen Danae with a little bit of trash talk a couple of times, yeah. and I'm like, hell yeah, we need more of that attitude. Yeah. Now, Nye showed a little bit of yep. it against Baylor. She was pumping her fist. She was shit. You know, she was. I, we need more of that. Yeah. So much more of that. We need yeah. less of the we've I feel like a broken record. We say this every every other week when we do the pod. We need the alpha. And we need someone to step up and say, no more stagnant, no more regression. We are moving forward. We are growing and we're on the up and up. Yeah. And I don't know who that's going to be. Unfortunately, this is the this is the team of, of that came in as freshmen, and we were so excited yeah. Yeah. about this group of freshmen. Yeah. And I wonder if that was a detriment. I wonder if not having somebody to show them how to be the 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 alpha, that leader. I wonder if that hurt us. Maybe. But there's no, I mean, Ashley's never been that emotional leader. You know, she's right. very well, she's measured, she's well-controlled. And I, at this point, I don't anticipate seeing that from her all of a sudden. Yeah. I see flashes of it from Danae. She's young, though. I mean, she's super young on the squad. I see flashes of it from Nye. I just don't think Nye's quite consistent enough yet. Yeah. Um, it really needs to come from Emily and uh, Lexi, I think. Okay. But. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they're floor leaders, so yeah. they need to be emotional leaders too. And they, I, I feel like, like we know you and I know that they could do that. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is like that we have, we have the ability. It just needs just to come happening. out. Yeah. Which it's is good. It's not that easy. Like there's so many, there's so many things that like, I'm like, I, I need to be doing this. I just don't like, I have the ability to do it. I'm just choosing like it's not even that i'm choosing it's just not oozing out of my pores it's just not happening my body's just not functioning in that way yeah and i it it, it's interesting with this women's program people don't want to be critical because of all of the great success and the tradition and the history and i get it it's hard for me to be critical too but i think with the expectations of this team now things change a little bit after stephanie went down i don't 
I'm not denying that at all. But I think at this point, it's fair to be critical. And I feel like I have to say this because this is the world we live in. That's not to say I'm not appreciative of everything that this squad does, of who they are, of the staff. That's not it at all. I just, I'm a little bit disappointed thus far. Honestly, like, they may be one of my favorite teams. Yeah. Which is crazy. I I know. From a personnel standpoint, yeah. like they're fantastic and they're yeah. good humans on top of yeah. it all. And that's one thing this program always does is they make us love them. Like they're easy to love, but yeah. So yeah. let me let me pose this then. Is that is that okay to not is that okay to have a disappointing season when we absolutely love these girls? Is, is that it okay? acceptable? As sports yeah. fans, is that I mean, acceptable? Think of it as your kids. You still love them, even though you're disappointed in them sometimes. Yeah. It's acceptable, but I mean, in sports, it's a, at some point, something's good. Now, this is, I'm not suggesting this is a pattern necessarily, but if we go five seasons where expectations are high and we're still underachieving, then yeah, that's a problem. Okay. But I don't know. I was disappointed with how last season ended. I don't know that it was an underachievement necessarily. Yeah. If we go out in the round of 32 this year, that's an underachievement. Right. Here's another thing, though. What's more important, how we do in the NCAA tournament or how we do during the season as a whole? I think both. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think both. Okay. So we'll see. Right now, if if one of those, if one of the two falters, then it's a disappointment. No, I think they go. I think you have to measure them both. So, for example, if we had a really disappointing, if we ended up, you know, losing half of the the remaining conference games, I'd be disappointed. But if we go make the Elite Eight, I'm going to say, okay, you know, that was a bummer of a regular season, but I think a successful postseason. Yeah, I think I think that all weighs into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a difficult that's, you know, that's a difficult decision or things that the administration has to consider, but yeah. long way that's away why, from now. That's why I ask you. So you don't ask me first. <laughs> <laughs> I think people remember how a team finishes in March yeah. more because that's where the trophy lies. Yeah. But as you know, as diehard fans, the ride is part of the fun. So if yeah. it's brutal, then yeah, it's, it's more disappointing. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, but right now it just kind of feels a little icky. I I feel you. All right. I have more trivia for you. Okay. According to wallet tub, what is the average cost or what was the average cost of a ticket to the Super Bowl over the past five seasons? If you're within $500, I'll give you the win. Um, I would say over the average over the past five seasons, thirty four hundred. Dang it, sixty three. Yeah, sixty three hundred. Which is just asinine. Like, what are we doing? I thought I heard that it was fifty something this year. That average. 50 grand? No, or five, or or five, it was 5,000 5, and change. 000, yeah. That would make sense. I mean, th- this is the, maybe it was higher last, last year or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of the money. The year after COVID, probably a little yes. higher. Yes. 
Okay. We'll keep going with more trivia as we okay. go. I want to get back to women's basketball, not Iowa state. Uh, yesterday afternoon, we had a great matchup between number one, South Carolina and number five, UConn. It was a highlight game on Fox. It was awesome to see it uh, broadcast there. South Carolina pulled out the victory 81 to 77, but I had a lot of thoughts that were spawned from this game. So UConn was within striking distance with four minutes left of the game. They were down 65 to 59. They have the ball. It's their offensive possession. And out of nowhere, Gino throws a water bottle onto the court during the play. And the, the official looks at him like, are you, you serious? And he, and he gets teed up. And yeah. not only does uh, South Carolina go and convert both free throws, but they score on their possession. So it bumps the lead up to 10 with four minutes left. And I will go to my grave saying he lost them that game in that moment. Yeah. Not only was a point sh- it a point shift, but he totally the momentum of the bench, it, their mood just went like like total deflated. I heard him on uh, I heard him in his post game yeah um, interview saying like you should see her and the bruises she has on her body. He's like I kept my mouth shut the whole game, but like she was being abused the whole game and nobody said anything. Like nobody did anything about it. And I kind of I like watched the play real close and it's just like her trying to fight. I- Alisa, I watched the play and I was like, what are you talking about, Gino? I it was a like, physical game, yeah. but that particular play, it came out of nowhere. I know. It was it, interesting. And it was just kind of like somebody trying to fight over a screen. It wasn't necessarily it was nothing dirty like about super it. Super egregious. Yeah. And the, the I, and I know this doesn't necessarily tell the whole story, but it was an evenly officiated game. So it was kind of like. I don't know. It was weird. He threw yeah. a hissy fit for sure. And then you have Don Staley on the other end, who is just swag through and yeah. through. What a badass. She's wearing her Philadelphia Eagles hoodie of because course. she's from Philly. And I was just thinking about you've got Gino, who's kind of the old guard. And mm-hmm. then you've got Don, who is continually pushing the envelope and, you know, for progressing women's sports and, and women's equality. And not only is she a, an ally that way, but she's a brand in herself yeah. and yeah. she's constantly figuring out a way to promote women and promote herself at the same time. And I just, I think she's yeah. great. Me too. <laughs> Leah Boston should not be the player of the year this year. Yeah. She had 26 points yesterday, 11 rebounds, really solid game. But I went back to her stats. She's averaging 13.5 points a game, 10 rebounds. It's fine. Like, it's fine. But she's only in the conversation because of last year and who she plays for. She's not. I don't know. I mean, averaging a double double. Yeah. But you then have Caitlin Clark, who's averaging 27 and a half points a game, eight rebounds and more than eight assists. Yeah. And I just don't think there's a conversation. And I will eat crow here because I thought at the beginning of the season, I was not super impressed with Caitlin Clark. I thought she had regressed a little bit. I thought she was forcing stuff. She was throwing up just a shit ton of shots. Her passing wasn't crisp, but she has turned it around. She still takes a lot of shots, but she's shooting like 50%. That eight assists um, per game is second in the country. Over the weekend, she had her ninth career triple-double. I don't know. I don't know how she's not the player of the year. I'm going to have to, like... I'm going to have to give this one to you because I don't watch her play. I haven't... You should watch her play. I right now. I have no interest in watching Iowa play, like, 
less than no interest. Here's the thing, though. Like, if they weren't Iowa, you would. They are cruising, and you would have fun watching them if they. But were that's Iowa. the thing is, if if they weren't Iowa, like I guess I'm <laughs> able to step. I appreciate it. I do. Yeah. I just love women's basketball so much that when they're on, I'm like, oh hell yeah! And my like my girls hate Iowa, hate Iowa, and they'll watch it too. Yeah, and it's, well, maybe you're a better women's basketball fan than <laughs> I am because I just bleeping hate Iowa, and I want I I don't even want to see their colors on the TV. Like I get it, and I really don't even want to be that good of friends with people who are Iowa fans. I have like two friends that are Iowa fans and I'm always just like, ugh, how? Yeah. How did how did Iowa spawn you? I don't understand because you're good people, but Iowa, ugh. I, I just have it. no interest in it. And I think that their fans are rude and I just don't like them. So I'm not going to watch Caitlin Clark and I don't care. I'm not going to go to Wolves game because Luca and um, what's his face? J Bo are playing. I have like I love the Wolves. I love I I would love to go and take my daughter to a Wolves game. I don't want to hear about Luca and J Bo. I just don't like That's they fine. make me like. That's fine. I I appreciate all of this, but I just I said it last year. I thought Aaliyah Boston deserved it over Caitlin. I really did, and I thought that there was a very good case why Aaliyah Boston deserved it. This year, I think it is entirely flipped. I think there's no question about it. And I don't know how Leah Boston's still in the conversation because Caitlin Clark is freaking cruising. Monica Sanano is cruising. They have a huge game against Indiana, number four Indiana. I think I was at number five this week. That's on Thursday. So I just think that they could be, they could make a serious run in the postseason, the tournament. Mm-hmm. And or I don't know. You could beat them. <laughs> Creighton is the thorn in all of our sides. Creighton could hold Caitlin to 15 and beat him. So could be. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Next trivia. Why does the NFL use Roman numerals to identify the Super Bowl? Because. It, it because it shows up in the phone book before the numbers. Doesn't don't you don't think letters show up? Because it probably it probably has to do with like like internet SEO, you know? Mm, no, that's what they decided. This when is it why, weirdly pre-internet. One. Weirdly, yeah. <laughs> the former owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, Lamar Hunt, came up with the idea because NFL officials wanted to avoid confusion, given that the actual championship game is played the year after the corresponding football season. So it's not going to be Super Bowl 2023 because ah. that corresponds. With, yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense, but no one yeah. knows how to do Roman numerals anymore. So yeah. I feel like the, yeah, I'm just, why don't we just call it Super Bowl 71, 72? I overheard somebody explaining a basketball season as like the, the 21, 22 season. Mm-hmm. And somebody who doesn't watch basketball was like, well, which was it? The 21 <laughs> or 22? And they're like, no, it was the, the 21, 22 season. It does get confusing to be yeah. fair. Yeah. All right. Well, the more, you know, <laughs> that's good. I like that one. All right, let's take a quick break. But before we do, I want to give a shout out to our friend Hope Wood. I actually saw Hope at the Wood, Hope, Hope Wood at the We Will event last week. And she reminded me that she's been advertising with us for about a year. So Hope, we are glad oh. to still have you here. We hope you stay with us. Hope does the Will in a Day program. You can find it at hopewoodjd.com. It's super easy, super efficient, takes less than an afternoon. And if you use the promotion Fanatic, you'll get $50 off the Will in a Day program at hopewoodjd.com. 
We are brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official Cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Elisa, for the second half of the pod, more trivia! Yay! Teams get around 150 Super Bowl rings. What is the rough cost for a total set of 150 rings? Hint, it's more than seven pounds. Wait, what? I'm just messing with you. It's the I'm asking for the cost of 150 Super Bowl rings. You confused me there. Okay, the cost of how many? Let me do some math. 150. 150 times how much do I think that a Super Bowl ring is worth? Oh, that's a lot of diamonds. How many diamonds are is it is it always encrusted with diamonds or are they crystals? I assume they're diamonds. Okay. I'm going to say Oh, that's I got to wear one once, thanks to my friend Brad at the Chiefs. Did you? Yeah. Okay. It was about I'm the size of the girl's hand. One point eight million. Nope. Am I way over or way under? Way under. Wow. Three point six million. Five million dollars. Wow. So okay. So then five zero 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 divided by 150 so there are $33,333.33 each i think those are real diamonds <gasps> yeah yeah that's that's a a car i mean yeah that's a good chunk that's of a yearly salary for a lot of people four of my cars <laughs> Probably more than four of my cars. Oh. Yeah. Sports, am I right? How many macarons would I have to sell? A couple. Do you see Cyclone Tennis? Yeah. Okay. You told me that they're on a roll. I they are on it. a record-breaking roll. Okay. So January 28th, they go to this tournament. They beat number 18 UCLA. That was, at the time, the highest-ranked win in program history. The next day, they go out and beat number 10, 10 Miami, which marked the, uh, obviously, back-to-back wins against top 20-ranked opponents. So we go from number 24 in the country to number 14 
right after those wins, which is our highest ranking in school history. And on top of that, we punched our ticket to the ITA national team indoor championships, which are later this week. So that program has turned it around. One of the, one of those programs that was just kind of there and very unsuccessful to suddenly number 14 in the country for indoor tennis. Yeah. That's so cool. I wish I, I mean, I feel like you are the tennis, the tennis girl between the two of us. I I do like professional tennis. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. I just professional tennis. Yeah. I have never, it was not ever something that I paid attention to, but man, this is going to give me a reason to pay attention to it. The Australian Open was on not too long ago and it was throwing me off because the games were like nighttime, nighttime, but it was daytime there. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard that they're in the future (laughs) in Australia. I mean, kind of. Wish they could have warned us about a couple things, but (laughs) whatever. So if you're not paying attention to cycling tennis, now is the time. (laughs) Hop on that bandwagon. And how would be the best way for us to? Like how uh, do you on their honestly, Twitter? Yeah, their Twitter's really good. Yeah. Um, and they do a good job of posting these records, but also making it very user friendly for someone like me who doesn't really understand the format of a lot of these tournaments. So they do a their social media team does a great job. A really Excellent. great job. Yeah. Speaking of social media teams, that was an amazing transition that you didn't even mean to do. According to Skull Sports, which compiles and shares college athletic social media analytics, Iowa State generated the eighth largest increase in interactions on the official team social accounts for volleyball in 2022. Oh, excellent. So that includes Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. They netted an additional 66,000 impressions compared to the year prior. And this is crazy to me. I was like, all right, 66,000. That's a lot. Texas netted 1.7 million additional impressions. Wow. And Purdue was just behind them with 1.6. But wow. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Purdue, sorry, Texas is your national champion. They're kind of the brand when it comes yeah. to college volleyball at this point. But it matters right Wisconsin now. Wisconsin isn't in there? Um, Let me look. Wisconsin won it two years ago, I think. Yeah. But this, a powerhouse. Was, this was just net... Um, Increase from the year prior. So one, oh, two, three were so Texas, Purdue, and Georgia. Steady. Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, sorry, Georgia Tech. Okay. So it's just proof that that social media team stuff really matters. Yeah. Um, and it's funny you mentioned how can we pay attention to cycling tennis? And I think their Twitter <laughs> is probably the best place to do it right now. So pay attention. Yeah. I figured. I just wanted to give that little plug. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Trivia time. Pew, pew, pew. How much was Beyonce? Beyonce. How much was Beyonce? How much was Beyonce, Queen B, paid for her 2013 Super Bowl halftime appearance? Aren't they not paid? You got it. That was a trick question. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. The NFL does not pay an appearance fee. However, they do cover all expenses related to the performance, like security, Mm -hmm. stage, lighting, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Nice, Elisa. Because I had heard that that's why Rihanna turned it down a while she, back. Oh, but she's this year, right? Yes. Okay. I think it was the year that Katy Perry ended up oh, doing it. Was I want to say horrific. that. I want to say that and this could all be not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that Rihanna was like, oh, y'all not going to pay me? No, thanks. That Katy Perry one was bad. Yeah. Oh. The stupid shark. <laughs> left um, shark. Left, left shark. shark. Right. 
So over the weekend, I was perusing Twitter and I saw a clip of Suni Lee doing her amazing yeah, bar. Perfect 10. Yeah, she got a perfect 10. And I just started thinking, there's she got not two really perfect tens. Is she really? I just saw her yeah. one. Why the hell yeah. is collegiate gymnastics not on t- TV more often? Because these clips go viral. Viral. And they're amazing performances so this is, and sold this out is arenas. Like the first year. Right. So this is okay. Sit down. Sitting. So this is the first year that I think that um Olympic athletes can do co- collegiate gymnastics. Am I correct? Because of the NIL deals. Well, I know that some of the national team members went back to college after their Olympic careers, but I don't did know gymnastics in college. Yes. But I don't know if it and goes both ways. Yes. But, but that means they would have had to keep their um, amateur status. So they couldn't have been getting deals along the way. Yeah. Because this is the first year that I've seen like SUNY and a couple other of the gymnasts have like come back to gymnastics to like or to college to do it. So anyway, so like many moons ago, there was many- a whole thing with UCLA many moons yeah. ago. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, but there was a UCL UCLA gymnast who like went insanely viral, mm-hmm. like insanely viral for her floor routine and was compensated nothing. nothing. Right. And she um when she graduated, she like wrote a book of poems or something. And so then she started talking about like NIL to sort of like get back into the um into the news you know so she Mm -hmm. could sell her book of poems and stuff but um she was one of the first that i heard like uh athletes that i heard saying like like the they're not just making money off of ticket sales they're making money off of like like youtube and stuff like that and impressions Yeah. yeah because at 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 the time that she was there, even if she would post it to YouTube, she couldn't monetize her YouTube. Yes. Right. Right. And so now at this point, it's like SUNY could, I'm sure SUNY has a a YouTube that she monetizes. Right. So it would be, I think that it would be beneficial for um, Auburn. She's at Auburn, right? For Auburn to like, basically like retweet her basically to try and like get her more views and stuff. But I, I don't know. It's interesting because that's one of those Olympic sports that when it's on during the Olympics, I mean, everyone's paying attention. Everybody knows. Yeah. And college gymnastics is so fun, particularly those, those marquee programs. Yeah. It's interesting. It should be on more. Yesterday, my girls after the South Carolina um, UConn game bowling, was on Fox bowling and they sat and they watched it. And I just was like, why are we watching bolt? Nothing against you bowlers <laughs> out there, but there you have these incredible gymnastics meets that should be on TV. That's, yeah. that's the bottom line. Speaking of, and I will you say, say like, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'll say like the floor routines go Sunni's like main thing is bars. Mm-hmm. So maybe bars won't go quite as viral, but I would still, I would but watch this one it. Did. I mean, the one she did, the perfect yeah. 10 one did. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Iowa State took first place in the Texans 
women's tri meet over the weekend. But the real headline here is that they will be in Hilton Coliseum on Sunday for the Beauty and the Beast collaboration with Iowa State Wrestling. That's a really cool event. Nice. Check it out. Take your kiddos. Do it. Nice. Um, I have a little notey note. Do you want to hear it? I would love to hear it. The NCAA D1 Swimming Championship tickets for both the men's and the women's events sold out. Hey, where is it? Do you know? In less less than five minutes. Are you serious? Yep. Yep. They went on sale to the public on January 24th. Um, Men's tickets apparently became available earlier on Tuesday, January 31st and sold out in less than five minutes. Both of them sold out in less than five minutes. Wow, I would not have expected that. I know. I know. I don't know where this doesn't say where it is, but Hmm. isn't that pretty cool? It is cool. Unexpected. Love to see it. Um, Just a reminder that the She Believes Cup for um, women's soccer, the U.S. Women's National Team is next week. USA plays Canada on February 16th, Japan on the 19th, and Brazil on the 22nd. Every game this year of the She Believes Cup is on HBO Max, not just the U.S., every game. But the U.S. versus Japan and the U.S. versus Brazil are also going to be on TNT if you don't get HBO Max. So some high-level soccer right around the corner. And in two days on the 8th, the uh, National Women's Soccer League schedule is finally getting released. So we can see when our 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 current play, Elisa. Yeah. Speaking of soccer, the women's FIFA World Cup opener has been moved to a eighty three thousand five hundred capacity stadium to meet a high ticket demand. No big deal. No biggie. No biggie. It's uh, Australia's women's World Cup opener against Ireland. It's pretty great. They were in like a 42,500 seat stadium, um, but they had to move it because the demand was too high. I think it's Ireland's first appearance. Yeah. It's pretty great. (laughs) It's a exponential growth right now. Insanity. Um, Unrelated to anything for women's sports. Yeah. Why is Tom Brady posting semi-nude pictures of himself on a Monday morning? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say I wanted that because I can promise. I don't. I don't. I didn't consent to that on my timeline. I was just drinking my coffee and what the hell? What is he doing? That's some. That's some Wednesday afternoon shit right there. (laughs) Shoot. Let me put in the. Okay, Jared, I'm so sorry. I swore at 47.45-ish. My bad. Flame Tom Brady. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I don't... that's a hump day thing. He should have waited. It's a no day. Look, I have, I just want, I want Tom Brady out of every, I've had yeah. my Tom Brady quota. I, yeah. You know what? Here's it's the thing. Full. It was full a while ago. He kind of redempt, he was redemption tour when he threw the, the trophy to Gronk, like you already yeah. referenced. I was like, okay, this is a looser and more fun Tom. I think yeah. I can get behind this Tom. And then he tanked no. it. Yeah. And he went into, crabby midlife crisis tom who now is showing us basically naked pictures that we don't want to see like i don't want it why 
I may be in the minority, but I don't really want him to replace Greg Olson. You are not in the minority. That is a widely held feeling. And I feel very strongly in agreement with you. He's going to be boring as hell. He's going to be so boring. And Greg Olson does a good job. Guys, let's all sit down and think about this. Think about Tony Romo. I used to like Tony a lot and then things got weird. Now he's just think about weird. Oh man. He threw it far. Like what? Think about the people that you guys don't like. Think about Chris Collinsworth. Think about Joe Buck. I like Joe Buck, but I know that's not normal. Guys, he's going to be so bad. He's going to be so boring. So boring. Tom Brady is boring. He's always been boring. He has never had a Cheeto puff in his. Okay. That's not true. Maybe when he was in college, I've seen, I've seen his, his. He hasn't had a Cheeto puff in the last 10 years. (laughs) He is in the last maybe more. He, I bet he has. Maybe in the last 20. We know he had some tequila in that celebration. He ate the worm, that's for sure. I just, it was weird. I was very uncomfortable. I didn't want it. I don't, no. I just get him. I need him to be gone. I don't want him to be in the booth. I just no. need a break. I need a Brady break. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to get that out. Here Which city has hosted the most Super Bowls? Arizona. Wait, that's, that's not a, a city. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix, Dallas, Miami, 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 11 with 11. The city. What is Miami? The city of vices, which city will host in 2024? Dale. Um, that was, (laughs) you just went, (laughs) that's my impression of, oh gosh, what's his name with the bald head? There's somebody screaming at me. What are you talking about? Pitbull. Isn't he from oh, Mr. Mr. Miami? Worldwide? Yeah, he's from Miami. Yeah. Anyways, that was my impression of him. What was your question? What did Can you, you do the impression again? Dale. <laughs> <laughs> my computer is going to die. Steph. Okay, I'll go fast. Which city okay. hosts in 2024? The Super Bowl. 2024, Atlanta. Las Vegas. Name one of the four teams that has never played in a Super Bowl. The Jets. No, the, the Lions. The, oh. the um, oh gosh, the Washington Football Team. What are they called now? The Commanders. The Commanders. <laughs> no, no. The Lions. Well, you're going to say the Lions, the Browns, the Texans, and the Jags. Mm. What is your prediction for this year's Super Bowl? Hmm. I think the Eagles will win by three. I had the Chiefs winning by three. Oh, wow. Yeah. 2017 is my prediction. Chiefs win. Oh, I think it's me like 23, 26. Okay. Do you have any food plans? Um, I would like to make a stadium out of um, empty um, cereal and soda boxes but we we don't eat very much cereal and we don't drink soda so i guess i ran out of time to do that (laughs) (laughs) 
So no, I don't have any food plans. I'm going to, my only food plan as of now is to make football shaped whoopie pies because that's what I made when the Chiefs won last time. And that's Mm. what started this whole shindig at our house with the Chiefs. So that's fun. Okay. Anything else? No, I don't have anything else. Okay. I just want to say one quick, (laughs) uh, one quick, One quick thing. I gotta, hold on. I got to send you an Instagram. Okay, go ahead. Okay. One quick thank you to everyone who attended and contributed to the We Will event last week. It was a huge success and I'm really proud of everyone for contributing to something that is here to stay because like it or not, NIL ain't going anywhere. So thanks to everybody and the Cyclone fans for always stepping up and being amazing. And shout out to Steph and then friend of the pod, Brooke, for doing such a good hey, job. Thanks. It'll be the first of many, and Elisa will get you to one of them soon. Someday. Arnold Someday had to work late. When I'm da, da, da. Oh, <laughs> I heard a little false, a little falsetto. Falsetto in there. Wait, what's the thing when you go vibrato? Oh. I heard a little vibrato in there. Vibrato. All right, this is going off the rails. Yeah, my computer is going to die. Okay, go Cyclones! So stay.